whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Welcome back to Episode 7, Season 2 of the Women in Gridiron Show. I'm Stacey Spear, and tonight we have a really interesting show. We're going to talk all things Outback, past experiences, a few words from our head coach, Kevin Wilson, and we round out this episode with our West Bowl score predictions for the GW Championship this Saturday. But first, as always, I'm joined by my amazing panel, Beck, Christy, and Nat. Guys, Outback time. What's going on? How exciting. Finally here. It's finally here after this big wait. Hopefully the wait is worth it. I'm excited football's back in a lot of states. So this is really exciting. Yeah. So we've just finished, uh, you know, one weekend's worth of combines. We had uh, GQ, New South Wales and GV run this weekend. And Chris, I know you weren't at the combine, but you spoke to a couple of girls who were there. And what's the vibe at that end? Yeah, so um, I hit up a few of my Ravens girls and it was good to hear that there are a number of people out there, some that were uh, competing in the com- combine, but um, a lot of people, uh, players that had gone along just to support those who were um, actually competing in the combine, which was awesome. And, um, it was extremely hot being Queensland, uh, but the girls got a lot out of it, really sort of started to make it real um, and motivating them. Um, they they found some of the, the tests quite challenging and different there was one um, with a med ball um i'm not sure how the other states went with that but that was very different as well oh my god can i just say with that med ball challenge the fact that you couldn't use your toes like to get back on your haunches just put so much pressure through and it was just something that i hadn't trained properly for and i really wish that i had because i cannot move today and that is something that's really um, quite interesting because there is a lot of technique in combine events and um, tests. So I think that that caught people out. So it'd be good to see, you know, even if people do t- retest themselves, um, how they go on those things um, as they progress too. But it definitely highlighted for people some areas to work with, work on um, leading into Outback and where they stand against other people. So I always think that's um, helpful to give you a bit of a guide. Yeah, for sure. And I know in in New South Wales, you know, we had some talent missing just due to the fact that, you know, a lot of the girls are actually heading over to the States in a couple of weeks, you know, work got in the way for a couple. But I mean, there were a few surprises around the grounds and a couple of girls that, you know, we haven't seen um, either at a representative level before um, or in such a long time. And it was actually the first time seeing most of the girls since COVID, you know, ACT girls came up. It was really nice to catch up with Grace and Amy who were on the podcast before they had to rush way back early so they get back for their games and you know it was just it was just a great experience um to be able to catch up with everybody nat what happened uh down in vic i know you're not down there at the moment as well but uh you've got your feelers yeah i know i was um i was bummed i missed the vic trials to be honest so um but yeah the, the general feel was that um yeah great the football's back um really good they they actually had a few rookies come down um saw the combine being being advertised and were kind of interested in uh in gridiron so that's actually i think a really good sign of maybe where women's football you know people are kind of getting looking to get back into it but um in general i think it's uh the feedback was good and i think once we get into it a bit more i think um yeah we'll start to see some of the old uh familiar faces pop out as well i think 
Yeah, and Beck, I believe that uh, you have some exciting news for our listeners, some bummer news for our football careers right now. But if you wanted to tell everyone what's going on with you. I mean, yeah, I, I would have loved to be at the Combine yesterday, trialling with everyone. And I was so excited looking forward to this state and Australia camp. But unfortunately, I am pregnant. So that kind of puts a hold on to my football career. Exciting, exciting news for me. But like I said, a little bit disappointing for all of the football football family out there because I won't be competing alongside them. But yeah, so out of football for a few months, but good luck to everyone trialing. I heard some amazing things. I heard there were lots of new faces out there challenging everyone, all the vet players. And yeah, I think it's good things to come for Australia. Tell you what, though, there's going to be a, a fair amount of, uh, you know, mini supporter jerseys being made this campaign, which I think is actually super cute um, and super exciting. So I guess... Despite injury after injury getting in between you and your football dreams, this episode, Beck, I really kind of want you to take the lead and ask the questions. Someone from the outside, from missing out last time and obviously missing out again this time, uh, ask us, you know, Nat and Christy and myself, our experiences from our last Outback to try and maybe convince some of the girls who don't think they're good enough to potentially send in some film, convince some of those familiar faces to get back in the game uh, and, you know, come to a combine and be scouted again. To Beck, take it away. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. We hit. Is that all you got? If you think it's only a man's game, well, you're sadly mistaken. <laughs> Football is the exact opposite. Three, two, one, go. Women can be aggressive. They can be physical. Yes, Stace, I'm um, super disappointed to be missing out once again. I mean, obviously exciting news and exciting times to come. But, um, yeah, previous campaign I was, you know, recovering from a torn ACL and this time I'm um, producing a baby. So won't have the same experience as everyone else. Um, But all three of you have had great experiences trialling for – you know, the Australia team and have lots to bring, especially to those who were at the Combine yesterday who are rookies or have never really been a part of the campaign before. They're probably really interested in what what there is to come for them and what to look forward to. So I think something to start off and share with them is some of your favourite moments that you experienced during the process um, of trialling for the Australia team. Stace, what's what's one of your favourite moments Yeah, look, uh, you know, my journey to the World Cup last time was a little bit uh, not the way that I wanted it to go. Um, I trialled as quarterback for our first campaign. And then in between that and our second combine, I'd had my pretty serious neck slash concussion injury. And that kind of threw me out a little bit. So I ended up going, but I was going as support staff. So I was I was the one that was watching everything that was happening during these combines. So, you know, setting up the film, literally standing with the camera for multiple eight, nine, ten hour days. It was it was crazy. But one of my favorite moments was actually when we were starting to do special teams and we had um, some of the long snappers and the kicker practicing together it was one of the first times that everyone had kind of come together and Tracy Bricks sitting there at center and uh I can't remember they were trialing a whole bunch of punters and um she's just long snapped this ball and one of the kickers has just nailed her right in the butthole 
with a ball. And I mean, I lost, I, I, I lost it up there on camera. Um, you know, it was just one of those moments that you go, did that just actually happen? Um, so that was, that was one of my funniest moments uh, that was out there. But, you know, my favorite moments were definitely just watching the girls running out with their flags, you know, that very first game, the nerves were massive. And I just felt so proud to be part of something that was so massive at the time. Talk about a bullseye. I mean, hitting it in the spot. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's the lucky thing that we have with our panel, right, is we have three different types of players who have three different experiences in this camp and that you are our pride and joy in linemen who would have experienced something very different to our running back and our support staff. So what was it like for you going over to the World Cup? What's, what was one of your favourite moments? Yeah, I think, um, and yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Beck. Like, um, definitely a unique experience for me as well. You know, I didn't make the first, um, you know, tra- the first squad to get on the team. I was a late addition to the um, to the squad. And two weeks before we left, I got my green light to go. So, you know, proof, I guess, that, you know, even if you don't make it first time, there's still opportunity if you put in the hard works and you, you are committed and you want to go, um, you know. So I guess... I have two favorite moments, you know, that moment getting that call when, you know, I had to push through and kind of, you know, thought all hope was lost, to be honest with you. I was like, I'm not going to go. I'm going to be going as a support and I'm going to go watch, you know, my other half play. And I was okay with that. I accepted that. Um, But my favorite moment was actually when we got off the bus and we were walking into the stadium. And I remember there was this just such excitement feeling about what we were going to do. We were going to be the first to do it. And there was just, such this thrill, um, I guess, getting off the bus and going into the change. And I remember it really like vividly. And I remember looking over and seeing, you know, faces that I've played football with my whole time and just going like, this is it. This is what the last 18 months is we've been preparing for. Like we're here. And that was just such an amazing feeling and uh, one that I'll never forget for sure. I love that. And I love that, you know, your proof in that never give up. Like you could be called up at any time. So just because you don't make it the first time or even the second time, keep training, keep trialing, stay in shape, do your best. And, you know, you could get that call and be given a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I feel like that's what this is. This World Cup team, these camps that you get to go on are definitely once in a lifetime because they only come around every four years. And I guess, Christy, you're lucky enough to be able to trial again for the second time to compete, you know, for Australia. So in looking back at your past experience, what's something that, you know, was your favourite moment and makes you look forward to going to play again? Yeah, going a second round at the ripe old age of 41. (laughs) Um, Never too old. old. It can be done. Um, And and just on on what Nat said, I actually completely forgot, Nat, that you got that late call up and it just shows how when when you become a team, you know, it doesn't matter how you get there. And and Stacey, I know firsthand how important your role was in helping us be better by being up there on top of a roof filming for ages. And I'm glad you got that moment on film because, as you know, I am very good friends with Tracy and I heard her complain about that, Bruce, for a while. So <laughs> it left a mark. I mean, but- to the point, the fact that, you know, I still get a little bit triggered when, you know, you hear Coach Stone, you know, on, on old game film or something like that and it's just like, film, film, and it, you literally haven't climbed down from my scaffold yet. And I'm like, Coach, I can't go any faster. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, and it just goes to show it's as difficult off the field as on. Um, but for me, the favourite moment um, 
is is a little bit personal, probably a little bit selfish, but it's it's one of those those um, tell my grandkids um, brag moment. But um, being the first female for Australia to score points at a World Cup in um, gridiron. Um, I think actually by the end of the campaign, I was the only female to score points. I'm not sure, but I am really hoping that that changes this campaign. That is a record that I don't mind um, uh, losing or sharing. So um, that for me, crossing that line, knowing that we had executed a play, we'd finally done it, was huge. Really good moment for me. Yeah, and Kay, just to build on that moment, you know, I, I, every time I see something about Outback, that touchdown is always, you know, prime, you know, uh, on that footage. And the little, like, yes from you at the end as you're walking away from that line is, it gives me goosebumps every time. So I love that. That O-line opened up a, a beautiful gap for me. It was great. I love it. There's nothing selfish at all about, you know, scoring points and being happy about it. So, and a hundred percent take that pride and being like that um, label that you have of being the first and currently only Australian woman to score points for the Australian team, ride that wave all the way through. But um, in talking about, you know, going over there and playing games, there's definitely challenges that you come up against. It's it's not an easy journey that you go along. There's a lot of tough training days. There's a big, long camp that you go through prior to playing um, in the World Cup. I guess um, my question is, is there anything that you think you could change or, or do better to help yourself for the next campaign or some advice that you could give two future players coming into this camp. Christy, have you got anything that comes to mind? Oh, I absolutely do because um, I did uh, reflect on on that. And 2017 was actually a big football year for me. So for those who probably aren't aware, I actually went over um, to play over in the U.S., um, it was Chicago prior to. So I actually met the rest of the Australian team in Canada. Um, it was actually um, a break in our, our US season. So I met the Australian team over there. Now, when I went over to Chicago, I was scared, right? I, I knew I was a big fish in a very small pond here. And my whole point of going over there was to see how I would compare against the really big fish in a really big ocean of football. Um, and, and I actually wasn't sure that I would last past the first two weeks of training. I thought I might be back on um, a plane home having not been able to um, compete. But I, uh, as we know, that's not how it went. I had a dream season over there, amazing season. And um, I realized that I could compete at this level. I could compete with the US players and half of the Chicago or pretty much most of the Chicago team made up Team USA. So, um, so I had this great belief that we could do really well, the Australian team. Um, and one thing I probably would change or maybe even a little bit of regret is my leadership around that and, and getting um, the Australian team to believe that as well, believe that they could actually compete. Um, I had the, uh, a unique perspective of having done it and um, so I, I was able to believe that easy but what I found with the Australian team is they were just like me at the start of my Chicago I don't I, you know there was not that belief that 
just because we don't have the the 15 years of experience of playing or the football IQ. We had the athleticism. We're Australians. We dig deep. We really, really could do it. So I really wish I had taken that leadership on a bit more and challenged people to believe in themselves a bit more. I think that would have been very different because what I learned um, was that mindset is 90% of the game. But I mean, too, like, Kay, I know that you say that that was kind of one of your biggest regrets, but I mean, if you weren't getting fired up by having Jen Welter screaming inspirational quotes at you every 10 minutes, like, I don't know what else could have been done about that, you know, like, you know, and that was, I guess, you know, obviously having Jen there, it kind of exposed us to what was actually possible. And for a lot of us, it actually kind of showed us a potential pathway, you know, so I'm forever grateful for what Jen did. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I think, uh, you know, Jen lives and breathes football. She is football and she's she's done so much. And I think for many of us, um, probably put her on a pedestal. She's an, another American. Um, and I think the, the, the probably the strength that I have is that I'm just one of you guys. You know, I'm just an Aussie uh, player um, that came through the same ranks that they did. So... And I guess also we need to point out the fact that, you know, we were going over to this camp playing 11 aside and in Australia, I don't think any state team had been playing 11 aside ever. So it would have been very confronting for the players to grasp their mind around this playbook of 11 aside. And then the fact that they're going up against other teams that had been playing 11 aside for quite some time, I get I get that fear factor that they may have had and that they kind of would have needed to talk themselves out of a little bit into being, like you said, in that state of mind of I can do this. Like, you know, I, if I have the skill or I have the athleticism, I just need to transfer it. I need to believe. So I get where you're going. And hopefully this time around, we have a little bit more experience with 11 aside and we have your experience from the previous campaign to be able to talk um the future team into you know that belief and will compete a little bit better but speaking of talking 11 aside as a lineman I guess it's a whole new concept for you right now like it the blocking scheme is different the playbook is different it's almost like a completely different game so what what's something that you think you would have changed or some I don't want to say regret but regret that you have going into that campaign yeah I look I think from my perspective, I think what Kay's saying actually about that belief um, and, you know, I, f- I felt what you were talking about, Kay. Like I felt that we had something missing that we didn't feel worthy of our place on that stage, you know, and, um, you know, I guess we're, I, so what's that? I, I, I felt I that. I, I'm just going to jump in with that and go, is that not the way that women feel generally? like yes 100% we don't feel capable when we are absolutely capable you know we're athletic we're strong we have football IQ you know we we are absolutely capable and for some reason we get the slightest um, you know inkling that maybe we're not good enough and it consumes us and you know I think the, going into an 11 side um, in that campaign, you know, we were trying to run fast. We were trying to go fast and efficient and we were, that is an, an 11 aside and that, and you're right back. There's less, there's rest, less room on the field, right? So if you miss a block, it gets congested in there. And then, you know, the running backs or the quarterbacks got nowhere to go, you know? So um, I think there's, you know, learning uh, a new, you know, a bigger type of football, you know, a fast football, a lot of girls weren't used to that. And, um, 
I think that didn't scare me. That excited me, to be honest, 11-man football. But in terms of regrets and stuff like that, I actually think, you know, I, I didn't trust the process enough. I didn't back myself that I was competent enough um, and that I actually could hold my own. And, you know, like back home, like, you know, I feel like I would have gone balls to the wall, you know, uh, you know, on some of these girls. But for some reason I pulled back, um, you know, for, for what, for, for, I don't know why, <laughs> maybe I was scared, you know, maybe, maybe that's what it was. And I didn't need to be because I could absolutely hold my own on field. I could, I could block for Christy Moran, <laughs> like, you know, like I, you know, capable. So um, biggest regret would be, um, I didn't trust the process enough. And, you know, this time around, uh, I'll make no apologies, no regrets, and I will back myself. I feel like all of it is such a great learning experience. So to be able to reflect and say, this is what I'm going to do better next time is such an amazing thing to be able to have. And then also the experience of the league over here in Australia as well, like being able to play, you know, in your um, local teams and then being able to play in state. We've had, obviously COVID has interrupted a couple of seasons, but we've had a little bit more experience behind us now to hopefully take with us to the next camp and be able to smash it, like you said. And I just want to say, Nat, I still want you to block for me. Thank you. <laughs> Any day. <laughs> as much as um, it, it is, you know, like I said, a really hard, hard camp to go through. There's so much preparation that goes into it. And, you know, we need those support staff and those members behind the scenes and off the field to be able to make it all successful. And, Stacey, you were one of those people for the team last year. What did you find hard about being in that position? What was one of the hardest moments you think you experienced going through that? I mean, combining the first time was probably, it was the hardest thing that I've ever done in our life. Obviously got my life going from seven aside into an 11 aside playbook. And to be honest, football's kind of where I've discovered that I have like weird idiosyncrasies in my learning, right? So like learning playbooks left and right. like, you know, we're talking potential ADHD type situation that I've never known about until football, funnily enough. Um, so that was really hard for me. But being on support staff, it was hard for me to watch the girls um, after a game or after a training session come back and just look defeated. Um, you know, watching them out on the field and just feeling some of the energy that was around at the time. Like it, it got pretty dark there for a couple of the girls, you know, it, it wasn't an experience that you should take lightly by any means because it can be one of the best experiences of your life or it could potentially not go that you way you, that you want it to, that you wished it had gone differently. And I think that that was kind of my biggest regret was, you know, what if, what if I could have gone harder? What if I could have made it? Because now I'm sitting in a situation where, you know, I'm in my mid thirties now, you know, we're having another baby, we're doing all those sorts of things. And I've been playing this game for 10 years. I, I, I feel like I deserve it, but I don't want to go just because I've been playing that long. I want to be the best. And I think that that, I saw how much that took being on the sideline and watching these girls and watching so much film, like, I swear I could recite you play after play after play because I used to watch it so much, um, you know, and it was an experience being a part of all of that as well. But yeah, this time, this time is, is a big one. It's a big one for me. And I'm, I'm really hoping that we can get it done and, you know, I'm not too old anymore. I mean, you know, Christy's definitely older than I am, so I should be fine. 
I feel like um, you made a really good point there about wanting to be the best. And I think that's something we should emphasize to those players who haven't played before or rookies coming in and trialing because football, this type of football isn't the type of sport that you come and play recreationally. Like it's the people that play, like all of us here in this podcast are very passionate about football. You know, we we play with our heart on the line. We commit 100% to every training session, to every film session. And I think um, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort out of you to be able to do that. So you need to be 100% committed to playing and to putting in all of this time into the sport. Otherwise, I feel like um, you're taking the sport of someone else who is ready to fill in that spot. And it's not fair if you aren't, you know, ready to take that commitment on. But I just want to, I want to make it a little bit more lighthearted and let's go to a lighter side of the game because it is once in a lifetime experience and it is such an enjoyable one once you get over there and you do get to start playing the football and enjoying yourselves as much as the hard work that you put in um, is difficult and you do take time away from your families and all that kind of stuff. But um, just I want to talk about some of the funny moments that happen because we all know as a team, a bunch of girls in a bus, in a hotel, training together, there's bound to be a bunch of laughs that happen, you know, off and on the field. So, Christy, what, what's, a, what's a standout moment that, you know, really made you laugh or one of your favourite, most, you know, enjoyable moments that you had? So now this is a tough one because what happens on tour stays on tour and um, I've been on enough sporting camps to know that rule. So everybody's probably that's listening right now is probably (laughs) breathing a sigh of relief. But for me, one of the funniest things, so if you've ever, if people who know me, they'll laugh at this too because I am the opposite of a model. Like I am just... I cannot take a good photo to save myself. And it's a running joke that I'm hashtag model because I'm so not. There's a reason why I play a sport that has a helmet, you know, on it. Um, But one of the funniest things for me was that uh, myself and Brandy, um, when we were in Canada in our uh, week beforehand, um, nobody had seen the Australian uniforms yet. So we did the the big unveil, the big um, reveal, so to speak, and myself and Brandy were the models and we literally had to strut on out, walk down, turn around, and I may have taken on the persona a little too much. Um, And when I watched that back on film, thanks, Stacey, I probably should have just kept it just straightforward, just just walk and walk back, and I probably shouldn't have put so much effort into it because I am not a hashtag model. You know what, but all for the entertainment. You don't need to be a model to walk down that runway. You strut your stuff, girl. You, you, you entertain, and that's what it's about. I love that because it's moments like that that make, you know, the camp enjoyable, that lighthearted, not-so-serious, bring your own personality to the team and I'm sure all the girls loved it and I would love to see that film just quietly what about you Nat do you have a have a memorable funny moment that just stands out uh, to you yeah but I, I reckon I probably have two the first one was obviously so we lost all of our bags coming over from Australia um, because we were running through the terminal to catch connecting flights and stuff like that. So very deliriously, um, you know, boarding a plane. And um, so, you know, T was at one end of the other uh, other plane, I was at the other, you know, we're taking off and literally I get out of my seat, walk up 
like to her mid I was so delirious like mid-flight like we're taking off and I'm like do you have headphones she's like what are you doing go and sit down you're gonna get tackled by an air marshal um so that was that was one and then the second one was I don't know Kate do you remember um the coaches put on all of their warm gear on field and they were like trying to out sweat each other and it was like they were like dying they're all like bent over it was it was hilarious so I think um you know either those two (laughs) I still get photos from coach K in his Australian outback jumper sweating it up it's (laughs) definitely uh, moments that made me laugh yeah Uh, And it's moments like that that you will never get anywhere else or ever again. Stace, you would have seen the best of the best, being able to see both offense and defense, watching film, analyzing it all. Like you would have had prime position with this team to pick apart all the funny moments. What's one that stands out to you, your favorite funny I think that towards the end of camp, everyone started coming to me with these videos I'm like, what are you, what is this, you guys? And they're like, we want to, we want to make fun of the coaches. So I spent ages putting together this video of, of all the girls reenacting certain sayings that the coaches were saying, like things like Kaneki's knife hand and, uh, you know, Jen Welter and the pony riding the pony and, and just coachisms that, you know, we collected throughout camp. But, you know, it was funny at the time, and I, and I feel so sorry for her, but poor little Sam Kelly, she arrives to Canada with vertigo, right? So she's standing on the field swaying like nobody's business. And we're like, man, what is? how long is this going to last? This lasted for days, days and days. So it was funny at the time. I felt so sorry for Sam. The funniest moment actually happened at the end of tour, and it was me and KG, and it was at the blow-up after party where all the countries were there and, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of alcohol being consumed and, you know, KG had gone off and um, we'd ended up on the Team USA bus. And uh, so KG being KG, and if you know KG, then you'll know why that's funny, um, stumbles out of the bus and does her ATFL and her MCL falling off the bus. So she's going to get up and she can't walk. And here we are on Team USA's bus with a whole bunch of big O-line and D-line. They've gone, it's okay, darling, I got you. And so they just picked her up and they carried her to our rooms. The next morning she woke up and we're both just, you know, quite hungover and she's going to get out of bed and she's just fallen flat on the floor because she was not aware that she'd just done her ACL and her uh, ATFL. It was very handy that we were staying right next to uh, Rach, who was our strapper and our physio at the time. So we strapped ourselves up and off we went on our 10-day rest of holiday around Canada. Turned out that the exercise was actually the best thing for the MCL and ATFL healed pretty well. So, I mean, there's I that. didn't know any of that. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Me <I> have- either. <laughs> but that is incredible. Last day, like after camp and it was Canada Day and so KG and I, obviously with her knee, we just parked ourselves in a bar and we said, hey, guys, we're here come by and say goodbye before you guys all go off. So throughout a couple of hours, we had all the team come in, have a drink, you know, just share some really nice stories. And then off we went on the rest of our holidays. And, you know, that was probably one of my favorite moments. I love that. I love that not even just like the experience within the team that you have, but also that you were able to interact with the other teams and get to know the other players and build that rapport of football family around the world. 
Um, we're going to quickly wrap up this segment just with one piece of advice from each of you that you will give to future Australian players, girls that are trialling now, girls that haven't been a part of a World Cup or an Australian team before. What's one piece of advice you would give them, you know, coming into this team, trialling for this team? Christy, I'll start with you. I feel like you always have the best advice. <laughs> oh, no pressure. Uh, but it, it leverages what of what I said, um, some of... Uh, some of the things that I probably would have done differently. And that is, um, and I love what I heard from Nat, that she'll probably do it differently, is to believe that um, you've earned the right to be there. Even, even though this has been a rushed process for us and it's probably not the process we would normally take, um, whatever team goes over there, you're meant to be there, believe you're there, that you're, you can do it and believe that you can compete. Um, there's no point going over there and not believing um, and, and just, you know, being um, passive about it. You have to absolutely believe that you can do it because I honestly believe the potential is here for us to make some waves, get some wins and do some great things. And doing that will actually probably kickstart the momentum of this sport in our country again. So, yeah. I 100% agree. I think we have amazing talent in Australia. And if we can all combine and believe that we are capable of competing, that we will compete. Stace, what's one thing that you, one piece of advice that you could give to our rookies or future outback players? Yeah, I think my advice is your next rep isn't promised. So whatever rep you get, you make 100% of it. Oh, man, I just gave myself chills. Oh, feel that. That was a good one. Um, yeah, make the most of what you get because our time is limited in this sport. You don't want to get 10 years later and go, man, I wish I had done that one thing. Like if you're going to go do it, do it at a hundred percent, but just enjoy the process. I a hundred percent agree. If you have the opportunity to get reps, even if it is just one play that you were out on that field, because I would give anything to be given that opportunity. I 100% don't take advantage of it. Give it everything. Give it 100%. Nat, what's your piece of advice you have for the girls? Um, It would be that um, feedback is a gift and sometimes you're not going to like it, um, some of the feedback you get, but what positives can you take from it, learn from it and be better for it? Um, And there's going to be feedback that you can acknowledge it was said and and move forward. I think... um, you know, I think some, sometimes we take feedback a little bit too personally when it's not meant to be that. And football is not meant to be about um, you personally. It's about how do we make the team better? So that would be it. Feedback's a gift. Remember that and um, and get better from it. Don't, don't see it as a criticism always because it's not necessarily intended like that. That's great advice because feedback is one of the best tools, coaches, that you can have on the fo- on and off the football field because it is 100% a team effort. So nothing is personal because we all play as a team. Everyone has their part. The barriers for potentially sending a team, uh, you know, we, we're aware that they exist and we're not denying that. But I wanted to read you something that I received from Coach Kevin Wilson so we can kind of let our listeners know what to expect and how they can still potentially get involved in the campaign. And Coach Kev sent me through this today and I'm just going to read it out. He says, after two years of upheaval, the vision for the program is simple. Re-engage our fantastic female athletes around the country and give them an opportunity to play the sport they love on the world stage. The campaign's 
the campaign success will not be measured by medals, wins, or even points, but will be evident in the 12 to 18 months time when we are back playing high quality women's football around the country, once again, able to hold a fully attended national championship. It will be measured on how many players and coaches return from Finland, reinvigorated and committed to giving back to the sport, whether that be through playing or coaching. We have a once in a lifetime opportunity to not only go and play some great football, but also increase the level of knowledge and experience amongst our female cohort, which will pay off for years to come. A lot of our preparation will be spent on relearning the game and equipping our athletes with the skills to pass on their, pa their passion and knowledge when they return to their clubs. The selection process is pretty simple. Combines are being held now around the country. A squad of 65 will be announced mid-March. Final travelling squad of 45 will be announced in line with the IFAF deadline, which is expected to be May. The plan is weekly state-based training sessions in conjunction with the Elite Pathways program, which will start in March. Fortnightly online, online meetings for team check-in and playbook study. Pre-departure for camp, so for uh, to combine the camp beforehand, will be the 21st to the 28th of July, which is subject to availability at the moment. Depart for Finland, 28th of July. What if you did not make a combine? You will still be eligible for selection, but we will need a way to assess you. This could include the following. One, carry out athletic testing, videoed or verified by a coach. Two, carried out, carry out the positional drills, which to be videoed. Three, provide game film to the Outback coaches for review. Four, attend state-based training when they commence. In essence, you need to show us how badly that you want it. Remember, you must be 18 when the tournament commences. You must be fully vaccinated and you'll need to have an Australian passport. So, I mean, that's some good words. And I like where Coach Kev is coming from. I mean, this really could set up our program for the next 12 to 18 months and finally get football back on track around the country. Um, you know, for everyone else out there, currently we've actually got, a, you know, an international Aussie squad over in the US. Uh, and one of the girls trialing, Heather Marini, who coached the Men's World Cup and is currently coaching at Brown University and interned with the Bucks for the NFL this season, she want, she's trialing as well, and she wanted to try and meet all of our girls who are attending to trial, so intending to trial. So I will chuck up our Zoom invite down on the show notes if you all wanted to jump on that, so feel free. And Beck, I think you might have a new job as host. Let's uh, roll it into rapid fire. Uh, not every week, but <laughs> I've enjoyed it. It's been fun. And like as an outsider who doesn't have the experiences that you guys have, you've been able to share so much with our listeners tonight. So thank you all for sharing that. And in saying that, let's jump into our rapid fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, this week for Rapid Fire, we're going to take a look back at the West Bowl. They've just confirmed the two teams that are going to be competing against each other, the Vipers and the Wolverines. A little bit of an underdog there in the Wolverines. But let's give our predictions. Who do we think is going to take out the West Bowl this year? Nat, who have you got? I think I'm going to back the Wolverines. I uh, keep the underdogs to pull through for this season, so that's who I've got my pick stace who have you got yeah look this one's going to be interesting um you know the wolverines are a big big team um and the vipers are also really big so it could be a pretty defensive battle i reckon um i'm going to go it's going to be a close one and i'm going to kind of say that the vipers come out on top 18 12 
Oh, I like it. A close game. I'm going to go with you too, Stace. I think Vipers just have a little bit more experience. Their playbook, I think, is a little bit more um, deeper going into a bowl game than what the Wolverines might have. So I think they might have a little bit um, of an advantage there. I don't know about 18-12. I think it may be a little bit lower scoring than that just because of the size of the defences that they do have. They might make some more stops and make it a little bit more harder for this Vipers team or any offense to move the ball. Christy, lastly, who have you got? Yeah, I um, it, it is interesting because I think I backed the Broncos um, originally. So um, maybe I'm not worthy of having a prediction, but uh, I would have to say um, the Vipers as well. I just think uh, they've been here before. They've got a bit more experience, like you were saying, um, and that can really pay off on the big game. Um, and I'm trying not to be biased because we obviously do have uh, the odd Queenslander helping out on that team as well. <laughs> um, and I always back my Queenslanders, don't you guys love it yeah but i think the vipers there you go guys that's it for tonight's episode all about the outback uh again we just wanted to reach out to everybody out there and ask if you need to ask any questions just reach out to us on socials uh you can find us on mojo um yeah hit us up and and go trial because you can do this and we deserve to get australia back out onto the international stage and improve our football for the next couple of years to come uh, so yeah, check us on the socials, download this episode, subscribe, hit us a five on the Spotify channel until next week, uh, when we do a breakdown, uh, of the West Bowl, uh, we'll see you guys then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.